and welcome to what is set to be a blockbuster podcast over the next half an hour, Australia v England. Yes, it is the Wallabies up against the world-ranked number two side this weekend. I'm Sean Maloney, and in the house to preview what is set to be an absolute belter of a game. And it's good afternoon to Chrissy Doran, Sam Worthington, and work experience Tom. Tommy, I'll go to you first. How about this? Your first week on the job as a work experience student, you're in the podcast room in place of Stephen Hoyles. <laughs> Have they looked after you this week, the guys? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's been a good couple of weeks, actually. Um, yeah, learn a lot, definitely. Okay. Um, Which is a concern if you're learning off uh, yeah. Doran. Worthington, yes. Doran, not so much. Depends who you ask, yeah. Okay. Very you've political. Got, you've oh, actually, that's high praise. Uh, high praise. Yeah. You've clearly paid him off. Very, and very political answers there. We've, well, been, we've been playing good cop, bad cop uh, gotcha. with him. So Busting his chops. It's been good fun. Have you been out to any press conferences with the guys throughout the week? I haven't, no. Okay, but you've watched them work their magic online and uh, draw up the battle lines for this weekend. And you come into this well qualified, having played uh, Colts with Gordon as well. Yep. So, guys, we're in good hands this afternoon with work experience Tom on hand. Uh, let's firstly, though, recap the NRC final last week. And let's sing it from the rooftops. What a hell of a final it was. Mate, it was probably almost the match of the season, would you say? Totally. I, I, don't, think I, I don't think I can remember seeing a Super Rugby game that matched it in terms of physicality. Like it, th- these guys were wasting each other for a minute one. Some of the tries were like ridiculously good. It was just awesome rugby. Yeah, it, cer- it certainly was. And it went right down to the wire, which mm. was just really impressive. Um, and... I think all the things that we love about rugby were on display. We saw some great finishing ability. We saw the importance of the set piece, just the, the scrummaging. And, and one scrum in particular turned the, the match back into Queensland country's favour, which came just seconds after James Slipper, the, the great Wallaby, most capped prop, comes on, talks to the, the front row, which had played already 75, 70 minutes at that stage. And I think the Queensland Country front row ended up banking a full 80, I'm pretty sure. Speaking to, um Speaking to Alex Murphy post-game, he was gassed. But yeah, there was, that was one of the key turning points in the game. Queen, uh, Canberra rather had a chance to go ahead by some distance. So they're up by four and in at the break. And it was an amazing turn because in the throughout the year, the best first half side was Queensland Country. And the best second half side was Canberra, and it got flipped on its head on the weekend. Totally flipped. Just a real roller coaster, wasn't it? It was uh, awesome. Obviously, Canberra got out to that early lead, and then Brisbane hit back, and Dalgoonu just electric. And it was good to see the the big players stand up in the finals, which is what you want. And I think that uh, gap between the NRC and, and Super Rugby, which is obviously the whole point of the the comp, but the, the, you know that game was close to Super Rugby standard. It, I think wasn't it? It was. So it was. It's, it's it's absolutely serving its purpose and preparing these guys for for Super Rugby and Test. And Tom, w- yeah. what a performance from Duncan Powell. Oh, yeah, he was good. Uh, but only, I, t- I tell you, he was he was pretty well looked after in the first half through that lovely long ball across yeah. to Edna Blue that helped set up the opening try for Tuttle. Um, baby, and then he was baby-faced assassin, isn't he? He, he is. He's a, smiling, he's a smiling, softly spoken baby-faced assassin. And then he just flicked the switch in the second half. He went absolutely what a, berserk. What about the yellow card? Yeah, we can get, we can get to that. Tommy, did you much catch much of the NRC throughout the season? Not a lot. Not as much as I wanted to. Okay. Um, but yeah, definitely saw a, a few good games from yep. Canberra as well. Yep. Um, Queensland country was fantastic throughout the whole season with their massive comeback. Um, but yeah, grand final, really good. Really good watch. Brilliant. And I know you guys have spoken to Brad Thorne uh, throughout the year. He will take the reins at the Reds next year. We spoke about this last week, how humble the guy is. And sometimes it, 
Chris, he gives me the shits because we hear all the time from a New Zealand side of things, don't we? Humble this, humble that, stay humble, bro, blah, 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 blah. Humble, 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 humble. But he is that word personified. They win the title, Tommy. They win the title last weekend. The media board goes up. The team sits in front of the media board. Where's the coach? He's hiding behind the board. He doesn't want any of the limelight, the spotlight. He wants it all shone on his players, on his men. He recognises they did the hard work. They should get the plaudits. It's, uh, for me, it, it sets up that red side so well for next year, knowing that you've got a man in charge who will take no shit and who will have them with that hard, hard edge that you might say has been lacking the last couple of years. He's obviously an inexperienced coach, and he'll admit himself he's got heaps to learn, and he, and he is being thrown in the deep end. But like you say, he's just going to put in the, the hard yards and then some, and he's going to demand that of his players. So, I mean... Once you install that, that work ethic and that culture, you can add the, the tactical nous and, and all the off-field, I guess, demands that, that come with it. Um, you can add that later. But, yeah, I, I just I think immediately you're going to see it from day one, a, a new defensive resilience and, and just a real work ethic in that Reds team, which, which can only uh, bode well. Tell you what I saw, to you, return to form. In fact, uh, Tuttle uh, and Frisbee will duke it out for the starting nine spot next year. At the moment, I'd have Tuttle just ahead of uh, of Frisbee. His service is great, and he's, he's so experienced now. I mean, he debuted. He's played every single Queensland country game that's ever been played at the NRC, every mm. single one. Uh, that experience is starting to come through. He can take shots at goal as well. Hamish Stewart showed maturity beyond his years up against Hawera, who's obviously a bona fide super rugby player. So a lot of good signs across that Queensland country backline. And up front, uh, it was the best game I've seen Angus Scott Young play in Queensland country. Country colours. He was he was excellent in defence. The two locks went beautifully. Blythe and Hawkins and uh, Caleb Timu. Yeah. Wow, what a game from Caleb Timu! The MVP of the year, the season MVP. Yeah, he's not a guy that's been spoken about as much as some other players potentially. So I was slightly surprised that he got that award. But do you think he was deserving of that? I, I had I had him I had narrowed down to him uh, Valentini from the Vikings, who you could easily have had them as one too. Yeah. Uh, Payal obviously was good. Del Gurney was how great. How was it decided? Sorry to interrupt. Uh, that was that one was handed to us. We decided the MVP from the game, but for yep. the tournament MVP that came by the ARU. So they had already decided yeah. um, that it was going to be Caleb heading into that game. Right, I'm pretty sure. He's yeah. set for a big year because unfortunately he's just over the last year or two had so many injuries. injuries. So we haven't seen him at the Reds yeah. really at all. But uh, wow, the Reds are going to have a, a pretty stellar back row in particular. You're a Reds fan. What would your starting back row be? There's some options there, aren't there? Put you on the spot. You certainly have. Um, George Smith. Yeah, obviously George Smith at, at seven. I think you, you still have Higgers at, at eight. and um, Either Hendrick Tui or Timu. No, Tui's gone. Is he? He's, he's not, he's yeah, not a red next he's year. He's no longer there. He's gone. You can get Timu for Tui. It's a good trade. And then you've got Similar trade. Adam Korch. Korch. Adam you could potentially Korch. start Korch. Michael Gunn, Liam Wright. Luke got, Antui he's even. Got some, he's got Luke Antui on the side of the scrum. Uh, Tommy, your allegiance in Super Rugby with the Reds, who do you sit with? Uh, I'd have to sit with the Waratahs myself. Okay, yeah. We'll probably have to leave that chat for the moment and come back to that <laughs> when uh, when he probably usurps you in your role here as a journo, Chrissy. Poss- possibly. Um, 
Tommy will sit down next year and we can talk Tars when the Super Rugby season. He's got the Waratahs sky blue on. He's been he's, fl- he's flying the flag. Uh, it, it was interesting to see that there were no Sydney teams at all in the finals. So uh, New South Wales Waratahs won't derive too much benefit from the NRC this year, but certainly Queensland will come out the other side as big beneficiaries of that tournament. So congratulations to uh, Queensland Country and to the wider tournament because we said this last week. It was easily, easily the best tournament the NRC was seen since its inception. Um, you're right, it was super rugby quality. And I think it creates more headaches than it does provide answers. So we had the best shoot shield. This is from a Sydney point of view. Tommy, you would have seen um, with your allegiance with Gordon and that kind of thing. Shoot shield go through a renaissance this year. Huge crowd for the final. Norse v the Rats. People saying, why aren't we sticking with this? But then you get the quality of footy you saw through the NRC. Now, if that Queensland countryside had played the Rats, I'm picking Queensland country by a considerable margin if they had played the same same game. So what do we want going forward? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And then, well, then you throw the other complicating factor of the, the new Twiggy ball potential mm. comp down the line down as well. The track. So that becomes a bit of a congested calendar. I think you've started the NRC and now it's... It's improving and it's serving its purpose. You've got to stick with it, don't you? Just you love to see more buying from fans, suddenly. and and I don't know how you create that. I it's know it's going to come over time, isn't it? Well, yeah. long, long time. I'm, it's looking like so. Because we're four years in now. Yeah. Tommy, what would make you become a full time race supporter? Gordon sits in the race catchment. What would make you become an NRC aficionado? Um, I really like it when I guess you know I play Gordon. Really like it when you can see some really good quality players head out from Gordon into you know the Rays or um, even New South Wales country. Um, so just kind of seeing a really good mix of all the Shoot Shield teams kind of in the actual Rays team, for example, instead of just you know five of the star players from Norths or mm-hmm. five of the Rats in mm-hmm. the same team. It kind of narrows the field down to obviously you know if you've got only three or four teams represented out of the shoot shield into the Rays, then you may be only going to have three or four fan bases. Ready you, so you could have more. Do you reckon we need to get back towards making it more like it was early on, more central to if you're the Rays? Because this year the Rays, I don't, the Rays didn't have a single Rats player in it and they played all their home games at Rat Park in Moringa. Yeah, it's, like it's, 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 do you know what I mean? Well, and the coaches as well. Well, of course, with Darren Coleman coaches ring and then goes across the Eagles, all the guys he's coached throughout the season with the Rats want to play under him and they head on over. So, I don't, I don't know. It's the biggest what, thing they need to address. Well, I don't know. What, it's the biggest thing because the footy's fine. I mean, the footy is, yeah. the footy was excellent and we'll see a lot of those guys from the NRC this year progressing a Super Rugby next year, no doubt about that. Um, and then hopefully, long term, we see them in Wallabies colours. Fellas, Australia v England. We have had a horrid run against them in recent times, but there's some excitement ahead of this weekend, I tell you. Yeah, it's been spoken about a bit. I think the momentum is with Australia um, and they do have some pretty significant advantages going into this game given that England haven't had a lot of time together, not not particularly match-hardened. Obviously, they had that hit out against Argentina where they were fairly scratchy, whereas Australia's just had the steady improvement since that, that first half here in Sydney. They've, they've been on a, a pretty steady improvement. So um, England deserve to be favourites given their, their track record, only one loss under Eddie Jones. But I, I give the, the Wallabies a real shot here. I think they've, they've obviously just in a really good headspace. Uh, their, their key players um, uh, are shining at the right time with, with Kirtley Beale leading the way there. And obviously Israel Folau is a loss. But um, yeah, I, I wouldn't be at all surprised to, to see Australia take this one, which would be a, a huge shot in the arm 
for the game. Um, obviously, it's not going to be on a, a great time, but I, I think the motivation is also with the Wallabies um, stinging from from you know some some pretty bad defeats at the hands of England. So I, I can see them pushing England all the way and then maybe just falling over the line as well. I don't think that, I don't think it's just going to be falling over the line or or just a chance. You think, think they'll pull away from them? I think the, the Wallabies will win. Uh, you and just you just put your money where your mouth is with Alex the Englishman in the office. He had a, a did you? Awa- you ha- a wager. How much you throw on? I wanted coffee for a week. Um, but what? Hang on a second. Australia going to this game is three to one outsiders. You better get value for money on that bet. You don't go head to head. He's not the not the greatest gambler. I can't talk. <laughs> 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 He's, you don't take even money on Australia v England at Twickenham when you can get three. To, okay, <laughs> Tom, this is you're here as a working experience student. Even you can recognise. That that's an idiotic play from Doran. Of course, I mean, you know. The old, <laughs> you're, the old, you're reading a book on investments at the moment, aren't you, on your, on your table? Oh, man. But I'm with you. I, I, reckon, I reckon we'll... Uh, actually, you know what? I don't think we're going to win. I think we're going to lose because every time I've backed us against England, it's gone to shit. It's you gone know, terribly. You know what, though? Last it's gone awful. Last year, the Wallabies, all four matches, they, they they were a bit of a rabble last year, I think. In a, Comparatively this year. In, in a transition year, year, and in all four matches, they probably should have won all, all four matches. No, even wait, in the no, Even in the no, fourth match, no, even in the no, fourth match at Twickenham, no, the Wallabies no, running out to a big no. lead. <laughs> no, they shouldn't have won any of those games. They did not, des- they, they did not deserve... To win any of those games last year, we'll agree to disagree. Okay, there. well, tell me, tell me which of those four games they deserve to win. I think in Brisbane, I think. Uh, well, firstly, they had a couple of huge injuries right on the eve of the series, and they pushed them right at the end. One or two lapses of concentration, we saw a, a, a ridiculous ball from Karevi that lands in the middle of nowhere. Their tries were completely fortuitous right throughout the, the three-match series down here, and then in what well, England's tries were all fortuitous. Very much so. Oh my word. There was a lot of uh, a large theme of that series was Australia just shooting themselves in the the foot. Time and, and, and that comes time that becomes time. Good, that and comes England. off the back of England exerting pressure and knowing hmm. which points to hit and which players to target. That's it, all orchestrated. This that, that that is true. I think. Uh, and then it come the fourth fourth test over in Twickenham, we saw it once again with the Wallabies running out to a, a big lead and not being able to have the, the game management, the experience. These guys have all been there for another year. Uh, they'll do it. I think they'll do it well. I think the Wallabies' skill level has improved to a point where they can, some of the things they were trying um, last year and, and were, were failing miserably, those things will now come off. I think their, their skill level has improved a lot. And what? That, that first half against Wales was top, mm. top-notch. So they hardly they, they dropped they the ball. Fell away in the second. But but, uh, tell you what, well, yeah, but I guess when you are orchestrating tries after 15 and 16 phases, I mean, that is that is. Good rugby. That is high quality rugby to maintain that period of time. And then when it was flicked on them in that second half, late when hoops went off, mm. they had the ability to defend and and do the reverse on uh, on the Welsh. Tommy, thoughts last week? Yeah, I thought it was a really good game. First half, obviously, really really strong from the Wallabies. I think they fell away from it a bit in the second half though. Um, few drop balls here and there. Obviously, the Hooper yellow card, which was not ideal at all. Um, but I'll be really inter- just interested to see this week how they use Karevi and Karinjani again in the middle. Obviously, Wales did pretty well to shut them down last week. Mm. Um, if the English can follow that up, we, they might have a few problems in the centre. Uh, but, of course, Curtly Bill hopefully will help It's, it's certainly the, the big decision to have 
Karevi start at, at 12 once again because I don't think we've really seen that combination work yet and, and I don't think it did last year in the first two matches of the, of the series against England. Obviously, they dominated against Japan, but a very small back line comparatively. Uh, you could have seen Hodge or, or Bill or, or um, uh, Carmichael Hunt at 12. Would have been uh, clearly that second ball playing option, but um, what this decision, I think, allows is options moving forward into a Rugby World Cup. Michael Checker will know that he can play a, a, a big ball playing combination as well as that second 5-8th option. So leading into it, I think uh, long term it has probably some more benefits. I don't know. I reckon. I don't. I don't reckon they're looking long term this weekend. I reckon he's picked the centre combination yeah. that he just wants to destroy England. I don't think. Would you, do you, if you were coaching the Wallabies against England after the, after being wiped in the previous four, you're going out and you have got, you're wanting to put your foot on a throat and stomp someone out, aren't you, as a coach? Yeah. Like, I wouldn't be thinking Chick's, down the track. Chick's been playing it down as he does, but he'll be just. I'd imagine the they'll be... The motivation frothing. will be uh, through, the, hit the through the roof, absolutely. Mm. And uh, you, you touched on, I think that is the area that Eddie and England will target uh, Karevi's defensive decision-making at, at 12 with uh, Anthony Watson and uh, Jonathan Joseph have excellent footwork. I think they'll try and um, use that footwork to, to expose Karevi. So a huge, huge task for him. Um, a wonderful attacker, but yeah, his defence is, is the big question mark. And Krabi wasn't actually bad but, but last week at all. He was pretty good but what we didn't, weren't able to see is the guys on the wing, uh, Hodge and, and Korobiti, get much of their hands mm. on the ball. Whenever they did, they looked devastating. Yep. Uh, it's just about getting it out there. Yep. It's it's going to be a cracker. And the other thing that we've got to consider as well, fellas, is how much they lift at home, playing at Twickenham and uh, just the, the noise and the energy that that crowd in Richmond and the southwest of London can generate for their side. It's, it's something else. Mario Toja on the bench is probably the, yep. the big one for England. Big, big back in. Yeah, he's had a huge workload, so that was the thing that jumped out to me. Him only being named on the bench, I'm sure he'll get significant game time, and they do have great depth at lock. Um, that they left George, they've got the luxury of leaving George Cruz out of mm -hmm. the squad entirely, and they'll start the game with Joe Launchbury and Courtney Laws, who are both. Very good players, but yeah, surprised not to not to see Otoje there from the start, and I think uh, yeah the Wallabies won't mind that at all to, to have him on the bench. And mm. how good was the reaction by Eddie Jones last week when yeah. Sam Underhill goes in there and looking for for the ball at the ruck and gives away a penalty? Fair yeah, to say that Eddie Jones not particularly impressed. Yeah, they weren't much shot last week, but you know what? When you play against Argentina, the way Argentina at the moment, they, they just bring tend to be able to bring teams down to their level for the most part, and that is the level of ordinary. You're going to be able to get up at 2 a.m. to watch this one, Tommy? What do you reckon? How are you oh, approaching it? It's a nasty time. It is a very nasty time. Um, might have to tape it and then get up at 6 a.m., something like that, or uh, even try and pull it all nighter. We'll see how we go. See, I don't mind the 2 o'clock kickoff. Like, 1 o'clock is, is much, clearly much better because then you can always go all the way through to 3. 2 o'clock's on the precipice. What's the worst possible kickoff time? 4 o'clock last about week. or... The 4 o'clock last week's probably the worst that's time ever. That's pretty bad. That's, isn't nightmare, it? that's nightmare material. At least you, you can kind of then carry on to start your day, though, I reckon. No one's up at four, mate. If, um, no, but, unless but once the game's finished, then you can... You're a bakery. I'm just saying 3 a.m.'s even worse. You're correct. Three would definitely be the worst. So we go around the table. You're tipping Australia comfortably, Christy. Um, by 10. By 10, were they? Look, if I did have a gun placed to my head, I'd have to probably tip England. But it, it, I honestly think, yeah, Australia... Uh, are going to be up to this, uh, into this, up to their eyeballs, and um, it, it'll come down to just one 
individual moment probably I can't tell you what it is whether it's Reese Hodge or Owen Farrell maybe landing a monster mm-hmm. monster goal towards the end I think that's going to be Ref- crucial obviously Ben O'Keefe maybe we're just talking about that well, well brought up there's a, a very inexperienced ref mm-hmm. for this game so I think that's going to be a big factor young Kiwi Ben O'Keefe yep. I think this is uh, he's not a bad ref though no he's a good he's ref good but this is going to be ref. by far his biggest yes. appointment yep. and um, huge pressure I think it'll suit the Wallabies that obviously used to playing under him at Super Rugby level so uh, that's a great point Australia. you'd much rather see a Southern Hemisphere referee look after that game than you would a Frenchman we saw it. I fair, think, fair call. I think yeah. we saw it last weekend as well. I forget who the actual Angus Gard. Well, in the, even in the New Zealand no, Wales, French game, Wales Wallabies. Who did we have? It's a great question. Anyway, uh, it's you, you can you can see the difference. Just that rapport with the refs. Yep. and Slightly different interpretations. Yep. Uh, so I think that's a, a pretty significant advantage to Australia potentially. Yeah. Yep, right. It should be a hell of a it was game. Glenn Jackson last week. It was Glenn there you Jackson. Go, and I think we saw it last week as well. The, the few calls that the, the Wallabies were just on on the same page with the ref where, where the work went. Yep. Uh, Tommy, Australia by how many? Uh, or England? I'm very on the fence with this one. Okay. Uh, I think that Australia will manage to nudge them out okay. by maybe five to six points, okay. depending on how many times England choose to take some penalty kicks. Uh, all right. Will be a big decider. Uh, work experience. Tommy says Australia by five or six. I, I can't tip Australia. I don't. I can't put the mock on them. You then you kiss of death. I can't. I can't. I cannot bring myself to back them. I don't want them with the buck twenty-five on their back that they don't need. I'm just going to leave it be. I'll, I'll tip England by, by a point. Do you know what I'm saying? But if they win, I will flip my lid because <laughs> we copped so much stick through June last year. It was a nightmare time for many of us, in particularly here at Fox Sports. Um, and I would love to see them get it done, the granny gold. Almost, I don't know. Do you guys, would you, t- whether you're, ex- you're ex- sort of excluded from this question, but, and I, Sorry, I'll explain why, because he's Kiwi. Okay. So, would you rather beat New Zealand or England in rugby? Like, do you know what I mean? Would you rather beat the Poms or the All Blacks? Which one gives you more satisfaction, Doran, as an Aussie fan? Well, considering that uh, I would have been, what, nine when we last won the Bledisloe Okay, Cup, don't worry about the Bledisloe. Just, I'm just talking about one-off games. One-off game? Probably England. Probably Tommy, England, the Ashes. Would you go England? Uh, I've got a bit of a skewed opinion because I worked in England for a year last year, so okay. it's hard to deal with their fans, but uh, okay. definitely England. So you definitely want England. <laughs> it's a tough one to consider, though, who you'd prefer your side to win. Hopefully we can. Hopefully it can be Australia over England this weekend for us Aussie fans. Uh, fellas, some other international rugby across the weekend coming. Uh, Ireland will host the Fijians, who, I've got to say, I was surprised they got beaten by the Italians last weekend. That's a bit of a shock. It was a good, strong Fijian team. They get went down by nine. What happens against Ireland? Uh, yeah, Ireland by plenty. Uh, Tommy was we were talking about it earlier today. How Ireland is just the the massive dark horse. I think for the next World mm. Cup, they're a, a serious team that yep. pe- people don't talk about that that with that much respect all that often, do they? But they, as you were talking about earlier, I mean they're, they're the real deal, Ireland. Yeah, second Six Nations this year. Um, you know, beat New Zealand earlier last year, later last year, I should say. Um, beat England, I think, in their last Six Nations game as well, which was huge. And obviously, they've had a few. They, they were the really one. They were the team who streak, broke the yeah. streak, didn't they? Yeah. Yeah. That was over in, Avi- in at the Aviva yes. in Dublin. So they broke England's streak and That's the right. streak. The, the That's streak right. Streak yeah. killers. And they've had a pretty good year as well. Yeah. Pretty good rest on Johnny Sexton for them. Going, okay. Going but they'll win. And they they'll just, beat I mean they just how They many? destroyed the Springboks last week and heaped more pressure on Alex Courtsier. Many calling for his head back in the Republic. Who do the South Africans have this weekend, fellas? 
the they've got the French, French, I believe. So yeah, mm. another high high stakes, high pressure game. Well, it's in, yeah, and and on the back of the the World Cup twenty twenty three confirmation yep. that that the French are going to hold it, and they've beaten out South Africa, who were the, the World Rugby Council's recommendations. So that was huge news throughout the week. Very controversial, and I uh, thought Ireland had it. This it, it is a bizarre turn in so many ways because I'd I'd heard from some pretty well-placed people that Ireland essentially had it sewn up. So we're going back probably eight or nine months and then the recommendation came for SA and France ended up getting it. Bizarre. Money talks. Yeah. I don't don't know how it works, but... I I don't really understand the point of this recommendation if you're not going to... Follow through on it. People are making their own minds anyway. It's the union to vote on, isn't it? Yeah. So World Rugby says... Am I right in saying World Rugby says we think South Africa's the best option and then the unions all get their votes. They get a couple of votes each and then they decide which way they're going to go. So that's... They they polled them in three different areas. Absolutely, Okay, cool. And uh, And they've gone with France. Yeah. So I don't understand why you guys are saying that money comes into it. I don't understand that concept. Uh, well, I think there's the consensus is that France, for a variety of reasons, would make the most money for world rugby. Okay. And um, then that money trickles down, particularly to Tier 2 and 3 nations, I which are always okay, looking gotcha. for a little bit more. In, in any way, shape or form, it doesn't suit us well in terms of time zones. And it's a long way away. True. Let's get through Japan uh, first. It, w- it would have been great to see Ireland have a crack, wouldn't it? I um, would have loved. That, that would have been wonderful. Uh, France, the, mate, the French are good too, though. Great yeah, food. Uh, Drew Mitchell was a big fan. Yeah, I don't know if you saw him tweeting it out, he was big on the French bid. He was impressed by their uh, bi- their, their their bid and um, thinks it's going to be a heck of a heck of a. Oh, man, all World Cups are you can't go wrong. Uh, any other games that have caught your guys' eyes across the weekend? Wales, we've obviously got another game this weekend. Who yeah, are they? Like Georgia, I think. Okay, the improving Georgians. Yeah, they are on the Skip. rise. And then you've got uh, uh, you know New who Zealand, else we've got Scotland. this weekend? New Zealand, Scotland, yeah. and we've also got Germany v the USA. Do we? And I'm tipping a huge yeah, upset. I'm going for the Germany. I think Germany going to you're on the, the uh, you're on the books of the German <laughs> Rugby Federation. <laughs> I'm calling them. I'm calling Germany to pop the USA Eagles this weekend in what will be one of the bigger upsets we've seen in quite some time. You're not willing to pick the Wallabies, but you're willing to go Germany. Correct. <laughs> I will take Germany. Over the USA Eagles. We'll see how that plays out uh, across the weekend. Who's, who's your favourite German player? Uh, too, many to, too many to name in the one. <laughs> Bookman. Bookman's one of my favourites. Okay. Uh, Timmy Lieben, Lieben, Lieben. Timmy. Timmy. Timmy Elf. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> Mate, they've got some great players. They do. Germany have got some wonderful players. They've got players who are playing in um, French Top 14, Germany at the moment. We're, we're sort of laughing about it a bit, but... Uh, Germany and, and Georgia, who you just mentioned before. I mean, Georgia are uh, the real deal. They're, they're, they're beating some, you know, some, some decent... The smash Canada last ...countries, week. yeah. And um, and there's, you know, a bit of momentum saying that they should be in the Six Nations. They're arguably a better side than, than Italy. I think they might be ahead of them in the world rankings. So there's, there's countries like this on the rise, absolutely. They yeah. should go at it. They should have a promotion relegation, I reckon, Six Nations. Why not? Have you seen any footage of, like, Georgia v. Russia over there? It's intense. Yeah, 30,000 people. Yeah. It Minimum. Looks, look, there's, there's, there's serious support Can't for get Cannot get enough of it. Uh, okay, fellas, we're going to sit back and enjoy from 2 o'clock. It'll be on BN Sports. So if you've got Fox Sports, you can catch Australia v England and a heap of those other games that we've just touched on. Germany v USA, I'll come back to you if uh, if that's been broadcast. But almost every game is on BN Sports across the weekend. So make sure you catch it there. Good luck to you and yours, depending on which side you sit on the fence, if you're an Aussie or if you're an English man or woman. 
enjoy what is set to be an absolute doozy of a game at Twickenham. Uh, thank you very much, Chrissy Doran, Sam Worthington, and Work Experience Tom. It has been a good little fun Friday afternoon, and thank you to you as well for listening to our second last Fox Sports Rugby podcast of 2017.